with Sylvia Schneider and Diana Belbar with Equinely and Client, the equine podcast for the internet horse community. Episode 189, meet Shauna Cole, professional barrel racer and equine therapist and nutritionist. Recorded on June 20th, 2019. Brought to you in part by Pondside Digital Media with online strategy consulting and advising by sylviaschneider.ca. And this episode is also brought to you by you, our listeners, through your generous Patreon donations at patreon.com slash equine podcast. Thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Sylvia Schneider. And I'm Diana Belbar. This episode will include some catching up, meet professional barrel racer and equine therapist and nutritionist Shauna Cole. And some congratulations are in order. Yes, indeed they are. Hey, Diana, what's new in your life? Rain! Yeah. Yes! <laughs> finally! Oh my gosh, finally Alberta is getting there. Northern Alberta, <laughs> central Alberta, yeah. is getting the rain we so desperately needed. Well, we're getting rain, but we're not getting the same amount of rain as everyone else around us. Oh yes, it woke me up this morning at 5.30 pounding. Well, you, you got more rain than we did then, again. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm, and I'm not going to complain. Yeah. But plus, I managed to get a ride in the other night, Tuesday yeah. night. Yes. Yeah. Despite the rain. Actually, it was really funny because we just, and we ride outdoors. Mm-hmm. So we just finished saddling up the horses, <laughs> started to head down to the ring, and it started spitting on us. Hmm. And I looked at the sky, and there were dark clouds everywhere, but you know, you just never know, mm-hmm. right? So I said, let's just get in there and ride we're not made of spun sugar mm-hmm. so we got in and no sooner had we got in the ring that it started to come down buckets oh so i looked at the sky and i thought well we might even get hail so i said let's ride into the barn let's ride up to the barn just get under the shelter so we rode up and no sooner did we get up and into the barn than it quit yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's teasing you so the young girl i was riding with said well let's just wait five ten minutes I said oh no (laughs) no 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 let's just go you know it's the old joke you don't like the weather in Alberta stick around five minutes yeah that's true so yeah so we went back down to the ring and by gum we got a nice hour and a half in but I gotta say Diana you're losing your touch because it never rains on your parade so like what the heck oh but that wasn't an important day (laughs) it's true I can't not make it rain all the time and besides I want the rain right now (laughs) well you know I I have to say that my husband had has to drive for an hour for Mm -hmm. for his work and he sent me a text and he says oh he says the lightning was intense and the rain was torrential and but I made it I'm I'm here safe and I'm going like oh we didn't get a drop yeah (laughs) so yeah it happens that way very localized showers yeah but yeah it was uh but the arena was lovely Mm -hmm. it's really the new sand I put in is really holding up well to weather glad so that's nice but I'm jealous once again and you know now I'm jealous of my husband too because he got up on his gelding on father's day there you go yeah but I gotta say every time I get up on Katie Sue it just reminds me how much I love her yeah you know I love everything about her I just love looking at her from sitting in the saddle she fits (laughs) me perfectly she moves beautifully and you know that's important having had a hip replacement yes that's really important and I've always trusted her so even though she is a bit of a shite (laughs) we come up with great ways of saying some nasty things don't we (laughs) (laughs) well um you know like I was surprised to hear my husband say 
two years is too long. And oh, so he yes. was really thrilled to mm-hmm. be up and, and get on his gelding. So that was great. Nice. I've been pl- busy playing with our new baby Firefly Foal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a real kicky little girl. So I've been trying to deter that. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> most of the education around young ones is getting them handled and mm-hmm. teaching them those boundaries yep. gently. Yeah, well, you know, and, and it's not like it's fine and, you know, she can go bucking and kicking all she wants, but she's like literally purposefully backing up into me to kick me so when she gets when I see that coming on and I sense that coming on I just give her a little nudge quickly in in the butt with my knee and she goes like oh oh what's that <laughs> like, and runs off. so yeah mm-hmm. anyway but you know I mean that's why it's important for them to be in with other foals eventually and be mm-hmm. playing and roughhousing and being put in line a bit right so yes yes yes. the beginning of what is it herd uh, dynamics <laughs> yes, yes yes yeah and I finally had a chance to work with the uh, pony gelding lance again after about three weeks did it go well it did you know he was really great it's like he remembered everything we've been working on so it might have been just as well that I didn't have a chance to work with him because sometimes these guys have to digest Mm -hmm. what's worked on and then they come back knowing even better what responses you're looking for yeah well we always said when they get put away going well Mm -hmm. then they generally come back going well too well I've been uh, working on another project as well it's a special project for the podcast okay mm-hmm. let's hear about it well you know with over 200 episodes oh oh wait I always feel I have to explain that because we just announced that this is episode 189 do you want to do the honors this time <laughs> Diana well I know that there are times when we have a series of episodes right <laughs> so we'll we'll number them you know 165a 165b and mm. I suppose that's what yeah. you're talking about well, actually I think we quit doing it around I don't know episode 54 or something <laughs> but yeah we would go for um multiple day um, trips to like Spruce Meadows or Main Event and we would record every day and so they would become like 9ABC and and like uh, 13ABCDEF and Mm -hmm. so it's it's like multiple episodes that kind of trick you into thinking this (laughs) podcast isn't hasn't been going as long as it seems to have been but anyway well anyway so so right now with over 200 podcast episodes I thought it might be a good idea for people to have an episode guide that shows the episode the topics covered in the episode and a summary of the episode Mm. so all the episodes are really good and most people who do start listening they go to the beginning and they just listen to every single one but my thinking is that this will make it easier for people to choose the episodes that are the most meaningful for them if they don't want to start at the beginning well yeah no but I think it's a great idea (laughs) there are times when I want to go back to a particular topic that I know we have an excellent interview on and this would really help oh my goodness Diana I never even thought about (laughs) that I never thought about doing it for our own purposes Mm. I was just thinking about doing it for our listeners but you're right that would be really helpful mm-hmm. the interview Holy on it's like a document you know, of you know PPID. the yep. ppid the yep. bitcoin cushings that's the mm-hmm. one i'd like to go back and see again for sure that one comes to mind and this one that we're doing today will be another yeah yeah mm-hmm. well that's that's all well and good but is it time for our interview <laughs> <laughs> sure okay well <laughs> I think that uh, I should point out that due to my very crazy end to 2018, this interview didn't get published right away. But, you know, the reason for that is that it's timeless information anyway. So I knew it would keep. Okay. 
So the person that we're interviewing here is Shauna Cole, and she has a rather interesting background and an interesting journey to the work she's doing now with horses. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, she talks about slow feeders, grazing muzzles, deworming, probiotics. She talks about a lot of interesting topics. So listen to for the place that digestion starts. It might not be where you think it is. <laughs> Let's have a listen. Well, I'm here at Farm Fair International 2018. And Shauna Cole, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Thanks for having me. And our listeners are going to love hearing what you have to say, I'm sure. <laughs> and first, though, I think they'd all like to hear a little more about uh, Shauna and your, how you got introduced to horses and what your background is? Uh, well, I've been riding since I was three years old. Um, I am now a professional barrel racer. I was an ER nurse for 21 years and over that time we've seen many problems with horses that vets weren't able to fix so I kind of started delving into doing some brachy and some cranial sacral and now I'm an acupuncturist and and that and I still am a pro barrel racer and um yeah I've stopped nursing and I do this full time and you do feed consultation yes I do yeah so that's <laughs> awesome people are going to want to know that so your talk today was mainly about um the importance of keeping the hind gut healthy yes um, along with the rest of the intestinal <laughs> tract, the rest of the digestive tract which of course and you start you talk out by saying yes as everyone else is saying dentistry is important right because digestion starts in the mouth mm-hmm and you also said something about uh, so saliva production yes. is what's going to cut back on on acid product or going to buffer the stomach acid. That's right, right. Yeah. And so a horse needs to have their head down. They need to have their head down so that they can produce enough saliva, um, so that they can produce the sodium bicarbonate that will actually suppress the stomach acid. That's awesome. Yeah. So again, there's one more really scientific reason to feed the horses, horses with on their the head down. Yep. Yes, excellent. <laughs> and uh, you also said you know that that um the the acid is is produced continually yes unlike humans um horses produce um acid all the time Mm -hmm. and so it's important to have contents in their stomach otherwise they are eating away at constant food Mm -hmm. in their in their bellies will keep that acid suppressed to a certain degree Mm -hmm. and interestingly you said uh, the size of a rugby ball yep Yep, it's only the size of a rugby ball. Like 8% or something? Yeah, 8.5%, and it's only um, in the stomach for 30 minutes, so... So there you go. Wow. So if a horse is eating then over a period of an hour and a half to two hours, Mm -hmm. if they're chewing continually, then um, they'd have food in their system for two and a half hours. Basically, yeah. For two. Yeah. Okay. Really cool. All right. So let me see. Where can I go from here? Oh, boy. (laughs) Down with the glasses. (laughs) How embarrassing. Okay. pH of six to seven. Six to seven in the gut, yes. Okay. And aloe vera juice helps to regulate that pH. Yes, Aloe vera juice will help regulate your pH on a daily basis if you can give it all the time. And it increases the absorption of vitamin C and vitamin E by 150%. So you were saying half a cup of aloe vera juice a day. Yep. Right? Yeah, and every day. and uh, try to find a, um, a not too expensive source of it. Yes, yes. There's two different sources. You can get health food store or you can get stuff from Walmart, actually, that is, is not as good, but it is good. Okay, yep. so so there's your choices. Yep. <laughs> and, oh boy, here we go, slow feeders create uh, anxiety. Wow, yeah. How much do you want me to say on that? So, um, <laughs> slow feeders increase frustration, they wreck their teeth, they're not natural. It's, yeah, it's just not the best of choices. 
that's which I know shame. that's not going to be popular. Yeah, yeah, it's that's true. a shame because people were really seeing them as salvation for yes. keeping a little bit of food in the horses' yes. gut all the well, time. It, it makes it salvation for them as owners, not for the horses. Mm-hmm. Well, if they're so. not out there hand feeding that's them. That's right. Or, yeah, or being able to, uh, and, you know, as as you said earlier, I mean, the most natural way to eat is to be at pasture. Yep. And even during the winter, at pasture is preferable, provided yep. they have water and minerals. Yep. Horses would not fast voluntarily for more than four hours at a time ever. Mm-hmm. So if they can just even walk around and paw, they're still, you know, actually eating. Doing a little bit. Yep. Right. Even if there's not sufficient amounts out in the pasture, they're coming in to be supplemented. Exactly. So yep. they're still better off to be able to walk out and look around. They're and actually see able if to move. Paw yep. and pretend. Yep. Do some normal <laughs> horse behavior. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, and then to you know, I mean, I know that uh, colic is a terrible thing, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> I don't think I really ever made the connection until you said it that the uh, large intestine is the largest blood vessel, blood, use. largest blood supply of the body. Ah, uh-huh. yes. and so if there's inflammation, then the blood even supply, more goes there. Yeah, so rushes. it goes away from everywhere else. So then you get pale gums. That's when then your horse gets into crisis. No oxygen going to the lungs. Mm-hmm. Um, it just turns into a crisis. So there's the reason why colic is so deadly so in horses. So severe. Yes. Wow. Yep. That's that. You know. So I never made that connection. Um, so then again, too, uh, that large intestine also needs 400 types of bacteria, yes. right? Yep. We, we need them there. And so you're saying unnecessary use of dewormers is a real problem. Yes, if we over-deworm and take out all that natural bacteria, then we just create a whole other world of problems. So... Fecal testing is an ideal situation. Some people cannot do that. I just did my first round of fecal testing, and I was surprised at the results. It's very shocking. It it was way better than I thought. Yeah, absolutely. So you didn't need to use a heavy hitter dewormer, you know, unnecessarily, and take out all that good bacteria. No, and we would deworm usually twice a year, spring and fall, uh, after the first frost. But a lot of stables, as you were saying, deworm on a regular basis. Every couple months. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's a terrible overuse. It is. And then we just cause another whole problem. Then they do become better hosts for parasites because you've got no bacteria to fight them. And because they, yeah, they... The the worm the parasites yes. develop oh, yeah. resistances for sure absolutely and so yeah so all of that is just that's all fascinating now you also said there's a lot of chemicals on grass and hay yes so you have to watch where you're getting your where your supplies are coming like from. so many people will um, spray with grazon and things like that to get rid of their weeds mm-hmm. um, so you just have to be a little bit more careful about when you let your horses go back out there. Right. Yeah. Okay. And and of course we know that um, clover can be a problem. The outside clover can right. be a problem. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, there there's times when you do need to get rid of it spray. for sure. Yeah. 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 You but just have to you know gauge it a little bit better and keep the horses off there l- longer than you know than some people would like. Yeah. So I'm skipping around a little bit here, okay. I think. But but you also said the use of pre and probiotics are also overused. Yes, people will start to put their horses on a pre and probiotic and they will stay on on it year round and then the horse doesn't have any ability to actually get its own. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you can stick with some alfalfa has natural probiotics in it, mm-hmm. um, things like that. But if you let the horse actually treat the horse, then let it do you know develop its own immunity and things like that you're just better off instead of doing it all the time yeah or uh, i think you were saying maybe uh, 30 days in the spring 30 yep. days in the 30, fall yeah, fall and spring is yeah. usually enough for the average horse unless you've got some severe problems 
Yeah, and sadly, cubes can be an issue too. Cubes can be an issue. Um, they're not all that natural. Um, if they can't be soaked, they're a choking hazard. And um, most people, when they feed cubes, they only do it once or twice a day. There again, you're not having that continuous grazing going on. Mm-hmm. I see a, the development of something that uh, releases cubes on a regular basis yes. over the day. <laughs> we need to come up yeah. with a new... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We you need can, to you invent can make something. Some, you can make some money. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> 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 now, we also said that GMOs are you right. know, genetically modified, modified. can yes. be a problem because yes. it can cause liver and kidney issues. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's their chemicals again, right? And everything mm-hmm. that we're, we're playing with nature and that's starting to cause some real problems in these beings that aren't supposed to have that kind of stuff. And this is why you don't like soy. Exactly. Because it's all GMO. Yeah. And as a nurse... And it's a hormone mimicker as well. Yeah. And so as a nurse, you said you saw far too much of... uh, In humans, we see it in young kids all the time. And then we started seeing behavior issues because of the hormones. So we've seen it in all species right now. Wow. And you're saying unessentials. You know, like, come on, people, go go back to basics. Go back to basics. Get back to some natural stuff instead of all this actual crap that we put in some of these feeds. And I love that you said locally sourced. Yes. Yeah, that's yep. that's awesome. Um, so and so basically, and the importance of salt or sodium, sodium. as you'll see it yep. in, on labeled. Yes, and ten grams a day. Yep, um, that's what's uh, you know base for horses is ten grams a day. Um, it, it's a basis. It's your main electrolyte in the body. It is around every cell in the body. It's important for brain function. It's important to make your magnesium work better, which helps your lung function. It's just a, it's a big thing. Yeah. Okay. So iodized trace mineral salt free choice is yep. what you use. Yes. Right. And then B12. Tell yep. us about B12. Uh, B12 is a really important um, vitamin as well. It's, it, it helps with hormone regulation. It actually, we're finding it's actually starting to help with joints, um, oh. all of that kind of stuff wow. as well. But because it's water soluble, if you've got a hind gut issue, it's not going to absorb. So sometimes it needs to be injected, which you talk to your vet about. Okay. Um, you can get B12 over the counter in a lot of places, Genie Pharmacy, a lot of UFAs carry it um, and stuff. So it's really not a big deal to get it, uh, it but it's just pretty important. Yeah. And water. <laughs> ah, hydration, <laughs> hydration, hydration. Um, it's really, really important. Um, and we're very a very dehydrated country in every species. So um, sending your horse out to eat snow is not really a great option. Right. And now you also talk about oil as well and remind people that horses don't have a gallbladder. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, oil is a little bit of a tricky subject because we, people don't understand the omega-3, omega-6 balance. Um, so it is really important to use that in moderation and pick your source smartly um, and make sure there's not too many omega-6s that are going to overbalance the body and, and cause inflammation. Right. And so you've said, um, oh, which ones did you, flax or camelina? Flax or camelina are my preferences. They find to be the most balanced and the most natural to horses. Um, And not... And not, I do not like hemp oil. I have found a lot of problems with the hemp oil. The omega-6s just seem to cause too many problems in these horses. But nonetheless, whatever fats you might be giving, you have to um, then balance your carbs. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. which people don't do. They just keep adding more stuff instead of actually looking at the whole picture. 
So aside from making, you know, from sourcing local, trying to stay natural, you've also said uh, watch what things are sweetened with. Have them sweetened with apple and not molasses. Yeah, apple is much a much better choice. If we can go with no sweeteners, that's great, but that's not realistic. Um, molasses and these molasses tubs and stuff are causing a whole bunch of problems with the teeth. Um, with the overuse of them, like they will eat a whole, you know, container of it in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I would eat a whole box of chocolates given the opportunity as well. Um, so the molasses is just a cover-up for a lot of things. And so pea protein you've found to be a good supplement. Yeah, yeah. pea protein is really good because it's a little bit higher in fat, it's higher in protein, and it's a bit cleaner. Um, and most it's pretty palatable. Most horses will eat it. So tell us about lysine. Uh, lysine is your only essential amino acid that horses do not produce on their own. Um, so we have to supplement with, especially in this area, because we have so much winter. It's um, not in hay. It's not in the hay, but it is in the grass. Um, and we don't have grass for, oh, if we're lucky, six weeks out of the year. But um, not quite. But yeah, yeah. so <laughs> it, it is, it's pretty important. And um, a lot of the feeds will have actual lysine in it. Um, the one that I recommend from the co-op actually has a really high dose of lysine in it. Okay, and that's the Federated Co-op. Yes, Federated right. Co-op. Yeah. Okay, and so yeah, and so yeah, I thought it was funny that you said the Federated Co-op. Every every feed comes in the same bag. It so does. Really it does. So yes, please read the bottom of your bags. It's all the same bag. <laughs> yeah. That's really that's cute. Okay, and you also um, like acid effects. Yes. Yeah, acid effects is a glutamine supplement that will actually suppress stomach acid, but glutamine is also important for muscles as well. That's why bodybuilders take it after they work out it actually relaxes their muscles so it kind of has a win-win to it as far as it suppresses the stomach acid for the ulcers but then some of these horses that are tying up mm-hmm. it actually will actually help that as well it's well, kind of a win-win type thing with the do no harm so you don't use a lot of supplements but the things that you do use aloe vera um yeah aloe vera, vera juice yep, salt probiotics twice a year and then i use acid effects anytime before i'm going to run one of my horses Okay. Yep, 60 so, cc's before I run on every horse. That's just standard for me. All right. And that's really minimal. People put yep. out a lot of money yep. on supplements, yep. and a lot of them are not only not necessary, yep. but harmful. Right. If they're not. Especially, especially. stuff that's a cleanse. Yeah. Right, we get into the cleanses, and that's another whole world, right? So, right, because yeah. when you're cleansing things, you're getting rid of good you're things. You're taking as, rid of good stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. so be so careful. Yeah. So one of the things I really took away from what you said was, you know, how do you feed ponies, right? Mm-hmm. And you said the best thing you'd found was grazing muzzles. Grazing muzzles seem to work really well on the ponies. And like I said, they're tricky little buggers. They'll get out of them, but you can let them at least be active. Ponies get confined all the time. If you can make them move, that's your best thing. You increase their metabolism, make them a little bit better, a bit Mm -hmm. happier because they can be cranky. Mm -hmm. I know I had one pony and he was in his best shape when he was on basically a big bush pasture. Yep. He had to travel for miles. And then he could find what he needed. Yeah. Right? (laughs) That put him in good shape. And how often do you really have access? A lot of people don't have that luxury exactly yeah Yeah. so certainly i only did once yeah (laughs) so muscles is a great idea yeah so yeah so that was really a helpful helpful talk to have and i appreciate so much you taking the time to give people more information no problem and uh, if they want to get a hold of you shauna uh just off my website um all my information is there um i am kind of busy but if you if people text me i do get back to you it's just sometimes it takes me 24 hours to get back to people or just through my website which is perfectleadtherapy.com sorry say that perfectleadtherapy.com excellent perfectleadtherapy.com yeah thank you so much shauna thank you 
Wow, that was a lot of information. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there was a lot of valuable information there to digest. Oh, <laughs> But, you know, I just really wanted to tell everyone that uh, we all do the best we can. And it's not an ideal world for most of us. And so, please, people, don't let some of this information kind of get you down. Mm. But it is food for thought, though. No, oh, you're all, you're all about the puns today. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we keep hearing about about the reasons that horses need to consume their food as naturally as mother nature intended them to yeah, for sure and you know we know that in an ideal world they'd be out on pasture year-round mm -hmm. but unfortunately that's not the case up here and yeah. in a lot of places so yeah. in the case for example of cubes um, in my experiences the horse that is going to choke will choke on any number of things. They'll find a way to do it. Mm, and yeah. as careful as you might try to be, i.e., please, people, don't feed grass clippings in a heap. Oh, but, I mean, no, you know, no, no. for a number of reasons. Yes. But, and and dust and things that are, that are piled up in your horse trailer mm. when the horse is, uh, you know, if people feed in the front of their trailer, and a lot of people don't even feed mm, in yes, trailers. Yeah. But if you're going to feed in your trailer... You want to make sure that front of the trailer is clean and the horses yep. are, are eating high as well in a trailer. Yeah. So that's another issue. But I mean, those, the horses that generally choke are often the ones that are speedy eaters, you know, kind of gluttons. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so my best advice is if you're going to use cubes and I do mm -hmm. and I am a convert mm -hmm. because if you listen to some earlier episodes, <laughs> yeah. you will hear me say... <laughs> cubes are a choking hazard mm -hmm. right and yeah i mean they're the right size yep they if they if they happen to like throw one back instead of chewing it mm -hmm. right and yeah, if they're they tossing their head yeah. at somebody else and yeah. they swell mm -hmm. so that's another difficult issue mm -hmm. but um but i've got to say that using cubes in the last this over this past year yeah has really been great for me because I can tell exactly how much the horses are getting fed. And while I was off on my hip surgery too, I had someone else doing my chores for me. Mm -hmm. And when you're throwing hay and it's not, very seldom do we throw square bales mm -hmm. with flakes yes. anymore. Right, yeah. And you can't, you know, weigh that bale and know that yeah. you're going to feed whatever, mm -hmm. you know. So round bales is a lot harder. Yeah. And when I've got somebody throwing hay for me and I'm trying to say to them, you know, build that pile and weigh it out on the end of your pitchfork before mm -hmm. you throw it, to me being able to say to them, feed a full bucket of this. Yeah. And then I knew the horses were getting what they needed to get. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they've well, come through the winter beautifully. I've fed yeah. all kinds of horses cubes. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that I will say, um, even I do not soak my cubes only no, for you horses. Used to. Yeah. Well, well, I, but that's because I was mainly feeding them to old horses. Oh, okay. So mm -hmm. if I'm feeding them to old horses or to young horses, mm -hmm. then I might want to soak them mm -hmm. for that, for that purpose. Right. Mm -hmm. But, uh, no, I mean, I'm not, I'm not soaking them mm -hmm. and they're designed to provide good chewing yes. over time yeah. and mm -hmm. I found that the horses all of my horses enjoy them well it's it's been a lifesaver for a lot of people because of the last couple of years we haven't had enough rain for yeah. a good hay crop so it's it's hard so where to do get you, where do you get your hay well right? it's so. hard to get good 
quality hay mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. But so like I know the quality, I know the quantity. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really enjoy. They're expensive. They're yeah. more expensive, but mm-hmm. there's no waste. We could go on and on. It's but true. the main thing that I would tell people is if you are going to be feeding cubes, mm-hmm. you want to try to not let your horses be disturbed when they're eating. Yeah. So if you've yeah. got horses, they're going to fight over feed. Yeah. Then separate them. It, yeah. Then you've got to separate them. Yeah. So and you don't want you know kids interfering or nope. people interfering with them when they're eating or spooking them off or something. Right. So yeah, but yeah, but I certainly have found cubes to be excellent as an excellent feed source. So yeah. well I found it really interesting that horses produce stomach acid all the time. I didn't really know that. And it, it's critical that they always be eating. So if your horse is off its feed, that's only gonna compound the issues. Yeah. I mean, I suppose so, in some cases you have more to worry about if they're yeah. off their feet. Yeah, if they're off their feet. I mean, <laughs> any any time the horse is off their feet, I'm going to be watching them very yeah. closely and likely calling the vet. Yeah. And actually, it's funny. I, I did have that instance this winter, this spring. Last and, spring? No, this, this spring. This ah, spring, yeah. And goodness. yeah, one of the horses, um, Java, mm-hmm. when I fed the mor- in the morning, mm-hmm. she wasn't coming over. And she was just standing off. and then, oh, That's oh, always a problem. Yeah. Always. So mm-hmm. the first thing you do is go catch them, bring them in, check yeah. them out, do the vitals, everything yeah. else, right? Yeah. And she had laid down where it was wet. And so she had gotten wet and she was shivery. Mm. So, yeah. So nobody else was, but she was. And it was just um, an, uh, different circumstances, yeah. a number of circumstances. So we got her in. We dried her off. We warmed her up. We walked her around. We took her vitals. Everything was normal. You know, capillary refill. Um mm-hmm. Uh, she wasn't dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Um, her breathing was fine. But her temperature was just about a degree and a half below normal. Mm. Celsius. Yeah. So, so um, yeah. So we called the vet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. the vet came out. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so basically it was just that she had reached a threshold where she was chilled. Right. And so you just like have to... Like hypothermia kind of kind horses. Of, mm-hmm. Yeah. And when they quit shivering, that's when you really have to worry. Yes, right? it's true. And she was still shivering. But mm. um, anyway, we, we got her warmed up. We got her in where it was warmer, got her dried off, got a blanket on her, got walking her, and then got feeding her again. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, so she she was fine. But I hadn't, that had not happened to me after all these years. That mm-hmm. was a new one for me. Yeah, well. And so, so anyway, yeah, so it was, uh, it was interesting. So all the vitals were fine, but she was just a little below her normal body temp. And that's all it takes to throw them off their feet. And of course, horses are hay burners. Mm -hmm. So if they're going to stay warm, they've got to be eating, right? So when they quit eating and they're cold, there's a real issue for you. Mm -hmm. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Well, I thought it was interesting about the pre and and probiotics because it was suggested to me that I give our new baby full a probiotic paste daily for the first month to help with the full scours they can have after the first week of life. Hmm. So it it came to mind my intention to help a mom of a toddler who was having some tummy issues. And I mentioned perhaps a probiotic would help. And as it stands, probiotics for kids under seven aren't a good idea because they're apparently still developing their own gut flora. So I thought, 
well, maybe I should ask the vet about this. Mm-hmm, yes. And I, I only got two words back, and the two words were no need. And, <laughs> and so I didn't really get a reason why it's, you know, like it, whether it's a problem for them or not. But there was no need. So I went like, okay, that's pretty that's pretty clear. And as it stood, our foal didn't have a big problem with foal scours at all. So I feel really lucky. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We can make things a lot more complicated than they need to be. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one other thing that I did get a chance to do this past January when we were in Saskatchewan. In February, yeah. Mm -hmm. In February. I picked up Canpresco oil. And that's Camelino oil. Ah, yeah. Right, of course. Yeah. And so I put my kind of elderly little lesson pony on it, Pepper. Mm -hmm. And uh, she generally has problems shedding out her coat and so on. And she just came through really nicely mm-hmm. with the ex- with extra feed, mm-hmm. but also with the Canpresco. And she certainly seemed to find it uh, edible. Oh, great. <laughs> she okay. loved it. So. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Well, so that was the one thing that I did do mm-hmm. so far. I mean, I haven't done some of those other things, but anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was a really great interview. And, you know, I just want to come around back to that whole point of Mother Nature, Mother Nature's way for horses to eat, because we've done a few other episodes um, where we've talked about tack fit, like saddle fit, mm-hmm. how whether when they're not eating with their head down position, their muscles develop differently and their saddles don't fit properly. Oh, I don't remember and, that one. Yeah. And what was the other one that we did? I can't remember, but it's just like we keep coming back to this over and over again. <laughs> yeah. so. Well, most often I think it's uh, breathing issues when they're eating from hay nets that are suspended higher, dust issues and things like that, well, right? Well, there's, there's so many, but yeah. I but, don't know. Yeah, what do you do? You do your good. best. And i got to tell you, I did I did uh, build a feeder last year, mm-hmm. um, four or five of them, that yeah. I really like. Mm-hmm. And they were just... Uh, they were just plywood. Plywood, yeah. And a rounded, a rounded uh, half post mm-hmm. around the outside mm-hmm. to hold them on. Yeah. And I found it super simple to feed... Mm-hmm. And just push it out on on the on that feeder, that wide feeder. It'd be yeah. four feet wide. Yeah. And yeah, the horses the horses didn't. This was the cubes too. And they were so, so I mean, the last they were thing in a yeah. head down position. So they're eating wasn't a head too down much position. Yeah, and they, no, they weren't wasting yeah. anything because you had you know the well the, that was the cubes. feed tray that you had created. Yeah, and it worked really really well. Great, mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah. Oh, well, it was a good interview. Anyway, moving along, (laughs) we talked earlier about congratulations. And um, I know we don't do a lot of news on the podcast anymore, but we would like to congratulate Kylie Figuera um, on June 14th in the 4 o'clock p.m. Class 451 Friends of the Meadows uh, U25 Cup. Uh, It was the 1.45 meters. It was a Continental CSI five-star, and she was riding for Spruce Meadows, and she placed second on Cayenne Z. Awesome. Cayenne Z or Z, depending on where you're from, you'll say Z differently. Uh, We interviewed Kylie in episode 171 of our podcast, and there was a special video interview of Kylie for our patrons as well. There you go. And we'd like to thank Kylie, as she is one of our podcast patrons. Yes, she is. Yeah, I really appreciate that. And that makes this a great time to thank our patrons for helping us keep this podcast going. Without the help of our patrons, it would be much more difficult to get these episodes out. For sure. And if you listen to this podcast and enjoy the episodes, please help us bring more quality episodes your way by supporting the podcast at patreon.com slash equine podcast. 
And this would be a great time to get in as a patron because, as mentioned, our supporting patrons may soon be getting special access to something else we're doing that will only be available to non-patrons at a much higher cost. Oh, there you go. Mm -hmm. So, Diana, our community Facebook group is actually doing well. No, yes, we mentioned in that last episode for mm-hmm. sure. And we've had more we've had more people join, so yes. that's good. And you and I create a personalized welcome video for each new member. We're doing pretty good on that. Yeah. <laughs> and we generally do it when we get together to record the new episode each week. Yeah. So depending on when you make your join request, you might have to wait a little while for us to get together. Although I try to get the episode out each Friday and we could record any time from Monday to Thursday. So don't wait to hit the join button. <laughs> so it's definitely growing Mm -hmm. and that is exciting to see right it would be great to see even more people engaging in the conversation Mm -hmm. i'm gonna just rib you a little here Mm -hmm, yes oh but i'm joined i know know. you're busy too well i gotta get in there because yeah i've got some some there's some good people in there yeah yeah when you join as a member Please answer the three questions when going through the join process. There's a couple of reasons to do this. One is so we can get to know a little bit about the member joining. And the second reason is, believe it or not, there are lots of bots and fake accounts looking to capitalize on getting into communities. It would be nice just to eliminate some of those by seeing the answers from real people who are actually interested in joining the group for For a real real reason. reason. Yes. And how can our listeners find our group? Oh, that's easy. Go to the Equinely Inclined Facebook page at facebook.com slash equinelyinclined. There's a visit group button under the main image at the top of the page. Click on that to begin the join process. Answer the questions, please, and we'll see you on the inside. And if people are not on Facebook, please let us know what your favorite social media platform is. You can reach us by email at podcast at canadaequine.com. Hey, Diana, we always like to welcome our newest visitors to the Equinely Inclined Facebook page. And right now we would like to give a big welcome to... Mogo? <laughs> a Mogo. So Mogo from somewhere. I'm not sure where Mogo is from, but Mogo is a she. Welcome. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you for liking our page. Well, Diana, our next episode, let's see. We have at least one more interview for our listeners, so we need to keep going. And then we're looking at taking a break in July and August. Yeah, summer is really busy and it's getting more and more difficult to get to everything we need to do. It's true, yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, we'll still be active on the page and in the group. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Listeners, we can't wait to see you in the group so we can be more engaged with you. Go to the page at facebook.com slash equinelyinclined and click on the visit group to get started. And if you're one of those horse crazy people, or if you know a horse crazy person who doesn't know how to fill that horseless void, let us know. We want to help. And please find someone new to introduce to the world of horses. And one last message, a heartfelt thank you to all our patrons for their support. So until our next episode, bye from Sylvia Schneider and Diana Belfar and give your horses big hugs for us.